Thunder Media. Hi, I'm Scott Pye. Hi, I'm Dave Reynolds. Hi, I'm Chaz Mostov. And you're listening to Supercars Today. Brody Kostecki had a flag-to-flag victory in another wet and dry race at the Australian Grand Prix. Yeah, it was uh, pretty interesting when I got told the lights were out. We're doing a flag drop, obviously, so luckily I watched the old car racing movie start here and remember how to do it. I'm Natasha Voice. This is Supercars Today. Each week, find out what the men behind the V8 News know and what the drivers and teams are going to do next. It's interviews and opinions on Inside Supercars. My predecessor, Roland Dane, did a very, very good job. Everyone had done the same format for years. Everyone knew the the strategies that worked, that didn't, the tyres, the fuel. Tune in for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. This program is brought to you by P1 Australia, quality racing components and manufacturers of engine water heaters for midgets, sprints, wingless and all types of open wheel dirt track cars. Check out their full range today at p1australia.com. Brody Kostecki has taken his first supercars win in the series in a rain and crash affected race. He knew he would have to make the most of being on the super soft tyres. Yeah, I think I was just, I, I knew that the car had the pace and just knew not to make mistakes. It was drizzling a little bit up there, so I uh, just tried to leave a little bit on the table and, um, you know, um, just try to keep the lead. And then, you know, I got told it was time certain, so, um, yeah, I knew we'd be pitting on the last lap. And then obviously the safety car come out at, at, the, at the end there. And then, um, yeah, I knew that once we dropped and the pit stop was good, then it was all over. For the second day at the AGP, the Supercars race was declared wet. This provided a huge advantage for the super soft runners. Yeah, I think I was just, I, I knew that the car had the pace and just knew not to make mistakes. It was drizzling a little bit up there, so I uh, just tried to leave a little bit on the table and, um, you know, um, just try to keep the lead. And then, you know, I got told it was time certain, so, um, yeah, I knew we'd be pitting on the last lap and then obviously the safety car come out at the, at the end there and then, um, yeah, I knew that once we dropped and the pit stop was good, then it was all over. James Courtney knew he needed to make the most of starting on the super soft tyres. Yeah, like uh, Brody said, there was a mix in the, in the field and uh, we knew it was going to be time certain. It had already been declared. It was wet, so we only had to change two tyres. All those guys on hards had to change four, so it was important to get past as we could. Uh, had a really good start. Will was on the other, on the inside, managed to get him, and then bottleneck into one, and uh, I come out in a better position. Uh, and yeah, and then on the restart with these guys racing, I sort of followed Brody through on on Shane and, and Will, and um, yeah, and then just behind him. So it was uh, it was good. Pit stop was uh, clean. The guys told me to uh, pit option on on Brody. He pits pit as well. Um, he didn't, so we kept going around, and then yeah, safety car, and then that was it. So, uh, but it's good, um, especially after I glanced the wall uh, at Newcastle and get to race. It's nice to reward uh, the boys with uh, podium. So, it was, uh, even though the race was short, we had good speed and uh, managed to pass a few cars that um, have been really speedy all weekend. So, it's uh, yeah, it's it's nice and rewarding, and, and um, it's a little feel good for the team and me. Courtney said the Gen 3 is a handful on the Grand Prix circuit and does not relish the idea of running in the wet. Um, Everyone's sort of getting their head around the car pretty quick. Uh, The car was super sketchy initially here, I think, for everyone. Sort of come out of that first session with their eyeballs hanging out of their head. 
Um, but as you tune and develop the car over the weekend, it sort of calms it down, and then when we put the super sauce on it, it, uh, you know, it, it calmed it again. So it's um, definitely would be a sketchy place when it was drizzling with hard tyres on, um, or in the wet. I think it um, would be a nightmare. But uh, fingers crossed, it stays dry, and um, we'll see stuff running tomorrow. Unfortunately for Courtney, a Turn 1 incident saw him stripped of the podium finish, with a 30-second penalty applied to his race time, dropping him to 22nd. Courtney was asked at the post-race press conference if he was worried about the incident. Uh, no, well, I'm in trouble. Yeah, just the turn one, uh, What'd you do? Uh, I don't know. It's racing, man. I've got a following. So uh, if you want me to drive around behind people, put everyone complains about, or you want us to race, uh, you're cool. Shane Van Gisbergen is now runner-up in race four, and his triple eight race engineering teammate Brock Feeney moves onto the podium. Van Gisbergen said the flag start was a different experience and questioned the jump of the driver beside him. Oh, firstly, congrats to Brody on the first win in his team, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I guess average start, although the other guy got a bit better one, maybe he went before the flag drop, I think. But um, oh, yeah, who I was that? Uh, he went early? Oh, will he? Yeah, but um, yeah, I learned from the first one with Brody into turn three, I went around the outside and then on the restart. I sort of damned if I did, damned if I didn't, I didn't know where to go. If I went to the inside wheel, would have just blocked me up and Brody gone around. So I went for it and he ran me off the road, but I would have done the same thing. So yeah, it is what it is. Kostecki and Courtney both agreed the Gen 3 car is more raceable than the previous supercar. Uh, yeah, we sort of answered this yesterday, but um, yeah, they're definitely racing up. I mean, we can stay a lot closer. There's definitely a tow effect. The other cars used to push. And if you are behind another car last year, you'd push the front car away. These cars you can tow up onto. But um, obviously, uh, yeah, we didn't get, get to do much that race because it was short. But um, yeah, these cars are definitely racing, for sure. It's hard to fix. Uh, yeah, I was up in the it's all over the place. And it was, yeah, you can sort of run really close, just half guard. And um, you know, through the high-speed stuff, like 8.5 into 9, right on each other, whereas last year we would have had quite a bit of aero wash or push or whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, like that, I think it's achieved it. Um, I think the, the car's not fun to drive at all on the hard side. I think it, it's much happier and racier and, and easier to drive more. I think the racing's better on the, on the full super soft, which you can actually use the car and use the tyre, whereas on the other one, it's, it's for me, it's a bit shit. So, um, but no, it's, it's good for getting what the old car's like now, which is going to happen more and more. In other news, Walkinshaw and Andretti United are hopeful that they will get Nick Pacat's car ready for race five. A control electrical component has been blamed for the fire that put Pacat out of race four in spectacular fashion. Brody Kostecki's win today was one half lap past the 50% mark of the scheduled race distance, which meant championship points were paid. In Division D of the Supercars Operations Manual it states under Rule 9.2.9.1, if the race cannot be resumed and less than 50% of the scheduled race distance has not been completed, the classification will not be issued. With Formula 1, GP2 and GP3 all headlining the event, questions must be asked about the Supercars series being relegated to such short races especially when a delay in one of those international categories ensure that the supercars race will be time certain. Is the Grand Prix still a viable championship round? The event has always been critical for providing high visibility in the second largest market in the country. But following two races this weekend, Carrera Cup, 
has had a total of 28 laps of racing compared to the supercars with 27 laps completed. It is something that will gain more attention if this gap increases across the next two days of the event. Attendance for the AGP on Thursday 2023 saw an estimated attendance of 60,832. This is the highest Thursday attendance since 2014 and is 5,000 more than the official estimated attendance for Thursday in 2022. Friday saw a record estimated attendance of 122,927. Join us tomorrow on Supercars Today as we look at race 5 of the championship at Melbourne. This program is brought to you by P1 Australia Quality Racing Components, home of Black TI, bolts, kingpins, studs and torsion stops. Check out their full range today at p1australia.com. Each week, find out what the men behind the V8 news know and what the drivers and teams are going to do next. It's interviews and opinions on Inside Supercars. My predecessor, Roland Dane, did a very, very good job. We're no longer shareholders of the build business. Personally, I think a 500 in the build-up to the 1,000 is, is a good thing. Tune in for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars.